Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Katie Neal. Welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week, I got to sit down with the one and only John Party, who hilariously and ironically happened to track in a whole bunch of dirt into the studio on his cowboy boots. So I wanted to make so many dirt on my boots jokes, but you get it. I got to sit down and talk to John all about his first six months of fatherhood. Him and his wife, Summer, welcomed the cutest little girl, Presley, earlier this year. So we talked all about that, about taking a baby on tour. We talked all about the music that Party's got out right now, the music he's been working on. I think he's going to have a lot of new stuff coming soon. He's also got a Christmas album that we touched on just a little bit. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with John Party. Joining us all this week on the Superstar Power Hour, headed back to the top of the charts, Mr. John Party, how are you? Good, real good. Yeah, doing yeah. good. I know you don't want to jinx it, but a sixth number one, that got like got to feel really good. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Yeah. What do you love the most about this song? Uh, I love, I love, you know, the story behind it and, and the beat of it, the, the melody, and it's just like really, it's got some minor chords that are really cool and just, it's got a vibe to it, I guess. It was definitely, it was my favorite off of the record. I was really excited when you said this. A lot of people have told me that. So. It's just like the beat of it is so fun. Like, mm-hmm. how is it when you've been playing at live shows? It's great playing live. It, yeah. And like where it drops out and it's just me and the drums, it's like, uh-huh. like you hear the whole crowd singing along. It's super cool. Now, you've got a bunch of hits under your belt, and I'm curious. We've been having a lot of fun asking this question. Has there been any song that you've ever passed on that you still kind of kick yourself about a little bit? I, not that I not that I remember. Not okay. That, not that something that screams like, Yeah, not like oh, a man. big glaring one. Yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> but that's good, though. That means you're keeping the ones that like yeah, really try, are for I, you and then like not taking the ones that aren't. I try, you know, I... I try to, uh, my, my, mainly is like when you hear another artist that has, you know, a great song or, or, or like wrote a great song. You're yeah. Like, Damn, that's awesome. Man. <laughs> would, that's the only thing you like, it's hearing good music, but man, I wish I would have had something like that. You know, was but, there one recently that you heard that you're like, oh, I wish I would have wrote that. Or like, it sounds like something you would have done. I don't know. You know, I, I remember one that I really liked was Silverado for sale on Morgan's uh, dangerous record. Ooh, yeah. And I was like, man, that's such a cool I got Silverado for sale, not because I'm wearing a Chevy hat, but like it was just a, it was a cool picture. It's just really well well written. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of there's a lot of that. I mean, songwriters writing great songs, and and uh, it's good that we got enough songwriters because they're getting a lot more cuts on every artist. And yeah, so, which is so great. It's just good. So I'm always listening to outside songs. I'm always writing songs. 
That's awesome. And I know that you've had to postpone some European tour dates, but do you think that you guys will take Presley when you go on those tour dates, or is that one where, like, she probably stays home? I mean, it. we took her to the pool yesterday, and it literally took us two hours to get to the pool. <laughs> You're like, how are we going to Europe? I couldn't imagine going to Europe <laughs> with a baby. So um, I was like, you know, maybe we'll, we'll go back. Isn't it so funny how, like, I feel like we don't have kids yet, but you always, like, hear people talk about, like, how long it takes to do literally anything, and you're mm. like, how could it possibly take that long? But, like, no, you said, it does. It does. It, I mean, literally, it may have two hours of gathering, but at least an hour. Yeah, no, for just sure. Just to go to the pool. It takes forever. I know, I know. But uh, I also wanted to ask you about, like, going out on this big tour. I know it's probably a little bit different in Europe, but what is, like, the pre-show ritual that you and the band have? Like, is there anything that you have to do every day from the time you wake up to you hit stage? Like, this is what we always make sure we do, or is it kind of, like different every day it's different every day with what time but you know i don't know if, how much working out i'll do but like getting a run in getting a run or a good stretch mm-hmm. and then warming up before the show maybe a little party batch shot a little cheers you yeah know, get everybody fired up and then talk about the show talk about you know what we're going to do and and go play the show how far do you normally run i've been going about two miles not nothing too crazy but, but i was still going, that's great. i was going I was at one point going, I did a six mile run and that was long. That's so long. I really good for you. I like running. It's good stress reliever. For sure. So do you listen to music when you run or are you like a no music guy? I'm really bad at losing the little. The ear pods. I I don't don't know where it went. So I've been kind of just, you know, well, I listen to music quite a bit. So yeah, exactly. It's nice to get just like focus on breathing and. Yeah. Enjoy the outdoors. I don't run anymore, but I walk a lot. And I usually find mm. that even if I put the AirPods in, I don't end up listening to anything. Because I'm like, it's kind of like you said, like, it's good time to just like think, breathe, yeah. get some stress out. So that's awesome. The only time that you it, they're good is if you're in a gym and you're on a treadmill. Because like, yeah. dump, 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 <laughs> dump. You and need to get the guy next door. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of need headphones for that. Yeah, no, 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 no. You <laughs> definitely do. Going back to your sweet little girl, Presley. How mm. has, you know, the first, what, six months now i think she's six months old right Somewhere yeah she's right, yeah right around six months how the first six months been you had any like good dad fails yet or are you doing pretty good no it's been good i just do whatever summer tells me to do whatever she <laughs> needs man. help with and uh summer works really hard as a mom and so i try to help her out when i can and uh, Presley's a good baby she loves to sleep and she's been nothing but a fun baby so we we got really lucky that's awesome i was watching i follow summer like all the time but i was watching her talk about how like Presley has like swept slept twelve hours always, and I was like, oh my god, what an amazing baby! I mean, she likes her beauty rest. But yeah, <laughs> but still, like, like every parent, that's the dream. <laughs> that's so awesome because that gives you guys like a life too. Like you've got like some of your own time, and I mean, I'm sure there's and my brother has twin babies right now, and I know yeah. he would die for them to sleep twelve hours. Well, I mean, it, it's it's now like if we if Presley wakes up, it's like a strange thing. Like, yeah. Well, well, so what's going on yeah. with Presley? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, we woke her up. <laughs> we got to go see her. This is not like her. So, but uh, nah, she's a good baby. What's been one of the things maybe you've learned about parenting or about babies in general that you just like did not know or didn't expect? Like, I feel like every time I talk to somebody who's pregnant, they tell me something. That I'm like, oh my god, I had no idea that was a thing that you had to worry about or a thing that they did or. There's just so much. I don't know. You know, you kind of, you never know nothing. I guess, I guess our job as parents is to not know nothing and yeah. figure it out. So, <laughs> um, it's been fun. You know, it's just got to keep, she's really getting to, we got to keep her occupied. You got to play with her and, and she hates tummy time. So she's definitely, tummy time's like a new thing. Like we got to like get her so she can get stand yep. up and start crawling. So. She's not a big fan of tummy time. <laughs> That's awesome. Then I know you guys have been really busy building the house. How's mm-hmm. that going? Trying. Trying. Yeah. The permits have really been really tough. Yeah. But we're getting close. 
we finally had some people come out from Metro and, you know, realize that they think that there's a creek. It's not really a creek. It's like you can drive, you could drive a Camry through, yeah. you know, it's like they thought we needed to build a bridge and they were kind of like, well, this is not really what we thought it was. So hopefully that <laughs> Getting goes close faster. to like putting some foundation and stuff down. And I'm sure you guys are like really anxious to do that. Yeah. I mean, we just, we're just ready, you know, we're outgrowing my house, our house we're at, and like, it's a three story, which is a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm happy with my house now. That's what we got. But like, it's just, uh, we're really planning on getting this house up. I'm yeah. more excited for my pool. Oh, like, is that know, what you're I ready for? I went to my friend's pool <laughs> yesterday, and I, she's just right down the road. But we're just excited for. Who doesn't want a new house? You know, yeah, I've been exactly. in my house since 2015, so that's time. I know. I feel like anybody, anytime you talk to somebody who's building a house, like they're like, "Oh, we just like can't get over this one." Who like it's just yeah. constantly, constantly like that. But I'm sure like Summer's really excited about all the design stuff. Yeah, no, she is. Once we get the foundation in we start framing it'll be it'll be very exciting that's awesome so you've got house baby tour you also have your opry induction coming mm-hmm. up here in a few months talk about why that's such a special thing for you well i mean opry's you know it's like family it's going back to opry house and, and the opry itself like i think has grown so much you know because they're really big they're, they're pushing their socials yeah. you got their tv show you know and they're really having so many outlets more than they ever have and mm-hmm. it's a good time to be like a new opera member because the sky's the limit with them we, we talked about doing like i know you come up with ideas of like you know put the show on the road i'd love to see the operas at, at billy bob's you know yeah that'd be, be so much fun <laughs> like do an opera show at billy bob's i think it'd be kind of fun and and they're up for all those kinds of ideas and but you know really started with the pandemic when it was shut down the opera kind of start open up and letting artists come in with just just the artists no fans or no guests and uh that was really surreal like it was like walking back and it was quiet when you, you used to it was like people everywhere and if you've been yeah. backstage at the opera it's like it's very like chaos a little chaos bit. <laughs> tours going by artists going by bammer but it's fun that's that's the you know that's kind of like the uh the experience of being backstage at the opera so uh it kind of grew into me playing there a lot and then playing keep coming back and and then we talked about being a member and just you know working with the opry and Victoria like yeah i'm down you know and because i got used to it you know uh, for a long time it was hard to even make two appearances at the opry because we yeah. were touring so much but mm-hmm. now we've got a little more head we can kind of space it out and i like doing like a friday and saturday back to back yeah that's always fun and knocking it out and they love it and the fans love it and so yeah it's it's we got out smooth sailing and i'm, I'm excited for the to be a member i mean it's it's a, a very historic family. Yeah, for sure. Were you surprised when you got invited at Stagecoach? Like, was that kind of a fun thing to turn around and see Alan Jackson on the screen? Yeah, no, it was awesome. I, I didn't see it coming. And that They said that was two years in planning. Really? Mm-hmm. That's From, because it's so Aubrey, hard to get on Alan Jackson's schedule? Oh, or? yeah, between Aubrey, <laughs> Alan, and, you know, getting Stagecoach. And uh, Stagecoach was fired up. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. And uh, so it worked out. It was great. I was I told Aubrey, I was like, man, this can be a tough one to top right there. Like, <laughs> right. 80,000 people screaming for their Grand Ole Opry and, and yeah. Alan and me. And and for you to be home in California, too. Yeah. Like, what a cool, like, that's pretty awesome. It was awesome. I want to talk a little bit Christmas in August right now because I know that you have been sitting on this holiday album that you've yeah. been working on. Talk about that a little bit. Man, I'm really excited for the Christmas record. I think people are really going to enjoy it. It's a very fun Christmas record to where I think people who have parties and stuff, it's definitely going to be on their mix. That's awesome. Is it all covers or did you do any originals? No, we got four originals. Really? What mm-hmm. was it like writing a Christmas song? I actually didn't write. I was oh, you writing didn't? for the okay. next record, but like 
my 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 team of songwriters yeah. around Music Row. We're all excited. That's fun though. Writing Christmas songs is always I feel like so hard, and then also like to have original ones that you like enough that you want to put on the album. Like that's a yeah, great time. I was just kind of focused on the record. Yeah, I said, hey exactly. guys, if you if you got any Christmas records you feel like writing, and then uh, so many great like three great songs came in, and that's it was awesome. so awesome. And I feel like it was cool because it wasn't. We recorded it in February, and we were looking for songs right after Christmas, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like in July where we're like, "Hey, I need a Christmas song." Even though yeah. you walk outside and you're sweating, right? Like at least in February, we still had coats on, and it felt mm. you know like Christmas wasn't the too vibes f- a little bit. We're still there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't too far away from Christmas. Definitely. Well, while we have you on the show this week, uh, we're going to be playing a bunch of your songs, of course. But one, of the, I wanted to have you just kind of tell the story behind a few of them. And I'll start with your heart or mine. What would what did you think the first time you heard that song? Well, we were cruising down the road in the bus and we're listening to songs. And I remember when they heard the 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 bam 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 bam. It was kind of like a sample of something. I don't know. It was real appealing. It kind of pulled you in, and then like you know, everybody likes a good push and pull love story, Mm -hmm. and it was very sexy and. And I just liked it, you know, and I couldn't wait to kind of really see what we could do with it in the studio. And when we got in the studio, it was just like, bam. Yeah. It was really, really slamming. And it's got like the, like we we're talking about, it's got a great beat. And it just had everything. It's just a great song and, and a fun, you know, for a single to put on the radio, you know. And we kind of knew that. And yeah, we, it's just one of them songs you knew that was something special when you the first time you heard it. And that's what I kind of look for in songs that exactly. I didn't write. What about Night Shift? What did you think the first time that you heard that one? Oh man, Night Shift. I remember just a stomp, you know, mm-hmm. and I always call it like the working man's love song because he was getting off work and he's going he's gonna to spend the night working on the <laughs> night shift with his lady, you know, and I thought it was just a different way to think about it. And, you know, and it's turned into like, you know, I was getting my global entry because we're getting ready to go and like there was an officer at the global entry thing. He's like, man, Love night shift. I'm always working night shift. Oh, he's a police officer, so it was fun, you know. And it means, you know, people who do work the night shift love love the exactly nurses and you know, hospitals and stuff like that. They they love it too. But I mean, it's a huge song. It's living proof that not every song needs to be a number one for it to be huge because that that peaked so at four and it's like still a huge streaming song, a huge live song. I think it's, it's double platinum or something crazy. I don't know. And, Isn't that so crazy with some songs? Like I feel like some of the biggest songs in history. Like, Bob always talks about that. Like, some mm-hmm. of the biggest songs in history, like, aren't number one songs. Yeah. Which is so wild. Yeah, I mean, even Amarillo by Morning was yeah. number 13. <laughs> so crazy. When I could see why it didn't go number one at the time, but was uh, Believe by Brooks and Dunn. Like, it wasn't really high, but what a like wonderful how? song. Like, yeah. watching, I've seen Ronnie play with Ronnie and, and Kicks and, like, see him do it live. It's like, wow, what a powerful song. But that, I don't think that went very high. Brooks and Dunn had a lot of songs mm-hmm. that... That didn't go number one, but they're timeless and like they're in their set. So it, it just, I don't know, it's just how it is. Like you said, goes to show. And then Head Over Boots, you wrote this song. What mm-hmm. was the insp- initial inspiration for it? The initial inspiration behind Head Over Boots was dance halls in Texas. I don't know if y'all have ever been to around, you know, Hill Country or, you know, Fort Worth and just any, every small town in Texas has a dance hall somewhere because they just love dancing and music and my goal was to have a, a song that, you know, because I was watching them and they were dancing to just some kind of like songs that were like breaking up, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like I'm moving on, but they were still like dancing together. And so I really wanted to have a, you know, kind of a two-stepping song that was about dancing and about falling in love and like, you know, maybe spend the rest of your life together. And 
wrote Head of Her Boots, and uh, now it's played in every dance hall in Texas and every every bar and, and wedding and any special moment around the world. So it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. I never knew, like, I, that's a story that I didn't know. Like, you, like, literally saw, like, an opportunity. There's, like, this missing piece for, mm. like, dance halls in Texas because, they're like you said, like, they're dancing together, but it's, like, a breakup song. Yeah, it just because it got a good beat and... So I was like, I would change that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. John Party, thank you so much for coming in this week. Great to see you. So excited about the success of Your Heart or Mine. Thank you. Thank you so much. Excited for you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.